Hello, my name is Ferrin Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. It's a new year, but we find ourselves once again in lockdown. This is the third time of asking. Our lives are largely limited to our homes, and so much that we take for granted has been closed. Shops, offices, schools, and indeed churches. I'm speaking to you from my garden, and in these winter months we have a bird table um, where we put seeds, uh, and the birds feed themselves from this table liberally uh, in these hard winter days. I trust and pray that as you join us in these online services, that you too would be fed and nourished by the Word of God. And that as we praise online, that our hearts would be lifted up and be inspired for hope for today and for the future. And that we pray, pray earnestly and seek God's face for our people, our church, our land and the world in these challenging and demanding days. So do join us. I know these services are watched both near and far, and you're very welcome to these services. Thank you for joining us. Good morning, everyone, and you're very welcome. Uh, from the church of Coothill in East Cavan. And this church is part of a group which includes Dernikesh Chapel of Ease, Killer de Shoney and Ashfield Churches. And you're very welcome as you join us in worship this morning. The Lord be with you and also with you. God who said, out of darkness light shall shine, has caused his light to shine in our hearts. The light which is knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And so we praise God in the words of our first hymn, I the Lord of sea and sky.
Beloved in Christ, we come together to offer to Almighty God our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to confess our sins and to receive God's forgiveness, to hear his holy word proclaimed, to bring before him our needs and the needs of the world, and to pray that in the power of his Spirit we may serve him and know the greatness of his love. So let us confess our sins to God our Father. Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips and our mouth will proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Now we have our psalm appointed for our service today, which will be read by Mrs. Audrey Riley, a diocesan lay reader from our parish. Psalm 139, reading verses 1 to 5 and 12 to 18. O Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You mark out my journeys and my resting place and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but you, O Lord, know it altogether. You encompass me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, so high that I cannot attain it. For you yourself created my inmost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I thank you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are your works. 
my soul knows well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes beheld my form as yet unfinished. Already in your book were all my members written. As day by day they were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How deep are your counsels to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I count them, they are more in number than the sand. And at the end, I am still in your presence. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And now we praise God in the words of our second hymn, Blessed Assurance. Now, our lesson appointed for today will be read by our parish reader from the parish of Killer Deshone, Mrs. Perldeen. This is the Gospel of St. John. 
verses 43 to 50. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said to him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree, before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you so. I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth. You shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, from Coot Hill Parish, we move 15, 16 kilometres up the road, the far side of Loch Sillen, uh, to Shercock Parish. And you're welcome here inside Shercock Parish Church. And my name is Ian, I'm the rector here, and in Mulla, and Knockbride, and Baileyborough as well. So we're going to open up God's word together, but as we do, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for your many gifts to us. We give thanks in particular right now for the gift of your word that we find in our Bibles. And as we open it up together, we pray that you'll speak to each one of us afresh uh, today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now after the late, late toy show, of course, the most watched thing on Irish television in 2020 was the ministerial broadcast on RTE1 from Taoiseach Leo Varadkar, as he was at the time, on St. Patrick's Day. Seemingly, that broadcast had 1.59 million viewers. Seems like a long time ago now, doesn't it? But as the coronavirus crept up on us, and the Taoiseach was lined up to lock the country down for the first time, it almost had to be seen to be believed, didn't it? So the nation tuned in to see it. In a similar way, maybe, when unbelievable reports broke last week about protesters attacking the Capitol building in Washington, you had to turn on the television to see the evidence with your own eyes in order to really believe that that's what was going on. Some things we hear about seem so surprising or shocking or out of the blue that we're skeptical about them. We're skeptical about the truth of them until we see the evidence for ourselves. Now in today's gospel, 
we come across a man who hears the truth about Jesus but is incredibly sceptical about it until he takes a close look at the evidence for himself. Now at this point in the story, Jesus is on the lookout for people who will journey with him, learn from him, partner with him in his work. He's looking for disciples. And in John 1, Jesus finds a guy called Philip and he invites him on this journey of faith, simply saying, follow me. It was a call to literally follow him where he was going, but also to trust in him, to listen to him, to learn to live like him. So following Jesus was an act of faith and an apprenticeship all rolled into one. And this is the call that he gives each one of us today. Follow me. Now the call seems to have excited Philip because his first thought is to go and tell his friend Nathaniel. Philip tells Nathaniel that he's found the one the scriptures talk about. He's found the long-promised Messiah. Now this news may have been unbelievable to Nathaniel as it was. The Jews had been waiting for hundreds of years for the Saviour to come. And suddenly Philip comes along saying, well, we found him. But to add to Nathaniel's doubt, Philip goes on to say that his name is Jesus and he's from Nazareth. And Nathaniel's initial response is a sceptical one. He says, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? And Nathaniel was from Cana, a town about four miles northwest of Nazareth. So it seems that there was some kind of regional pride going on. Whatever Nathaniel's problem was with Nazareth, his prejudices were clouding his ability to really understand the truth of what was going on. Nathaniel was seeing Jesus through his personal assumptions about the place that Jesus came from. Well, as one author commenting on this passage suggests, the best way to get clarity and to remove prejudices in any situation is to go and take a look at all the available evidence for yourself. And so wisely, Philip offers a simple invitation to Nathaniel, saying, come and see. Nathaniel accepts this invitation and off he goes to see Jesus. And the interesting thing is that as Nathaniel approaches Jesus, it's Jesus who does the seeing first. And as ever, Jesus sees beyond the surface of the person. He sees right to Nathanael's heart. And he says in verse 47, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. It seems that despite Nathanael's prejudice, he had a sincere heart. He was a genuine man of integrity, a man of true faith. And before he'd even met him, Jesus knew all of this about Nathanael. As you can imagine, Nathaniel's taken aback, isn't he? How do you know me? He says. Jesus answered, 
I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. As one commentator says, Nathaniel had made the first steps into faith in Jesus by coming to see for himself. And what he saw and heard moved him deeply. And Nathaniel's remarkable response says it all. Verse 49. Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Nathaniel has taken a look at the evidence for himself. And as a result, his prejudices have been overruled. His scepticism was gone. So Jesus invites each one of us to follow him. But if we're a little sceptical, or a lot, the answer isn't to turn around and walk away. The next step is to come and see, to take a close look at the evidence for yourself. You know, maybe we've built up a picture of Jesus uh, for other reasons that isn't actually accurate at all. We must look at the evidence before we write something off. And what about those of us who have very definitely chosen to follow Jesus already? Does that invitation to come and see apply? I think it does. Often those of us who've read the scriptures all our lives, or been to church and sung the hymns and heard the liturgy, we assume we know what it's saying. But actually, because those things have become so familiar to us, they can just wash over us. And the familiar Bible story can go in one ear and out the other. We need to come and see for ourselves daily so that we can grow and mature in our faith. To become closer followers and more like Jesus in our daily lives. But we have a problem, don't we? There's an obvious problem here. We can't come and see Jesus the way Nathaniel did. We can't meet him in person, in body. So how do we come and see? Well, we see with the eyes of faith. In the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, an assurance about what we do not see. Faith is believing in something that you cannot see. We can't see the person of Jesus in front of us, so we must believe in him by faith. But we can feed and strengthen our faith with what we can see. We can see the evidence of God's work in nature, of course. We can see it in the lives, hopefully, of some Christians that maybe we know. But most importantly, we can see the sure evidence in the Bible itself. This is the main place that we come to see the evidence of Jesus' life, death, resurrection and ascension. This is where we come to see who he is and to see how much uh, he loves us. In today's reading alone, we come across evidence of a number of things about Jesus. First, Jesus calls people to follow him. He's looking for apprentices to train up. The risen Jesus still calls people today, all sorts of people, young and old, quiet people, 
loud, explosive people, the potential leaders, withdrawn people, skeptics, sincere-hearted people, hurting people, any other category you can think of. He calls you and he calls me to follow him. Secondly, we can see evidence that Jesus sees who we really are. He knew all about Nathaniel before he'd even met him. In the psalm that Audrey read today, Psalm 139, it also gives us evidence of God's intimate knowledge of us. The opening verse says, O Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. Now maybe the thought of God seeing right to your core and knowing who you really are is comforting or uplifting. Maybe it worries you because you know there are things at your core that shouldn't be there. But the reality is that all of us have good and bad in there. But the wonderful truth is that Jesus still beckons us to come and see and to follow him. And if we do follow Jesus, because of his sacrificial death on the cross, the rotten things at our core are forgiven. And he wants to heal us and change us to restore us. And thirdly, we see evidence that Jesus is the point where God and humanity meet. He's the intersection between heaven and earth. After Nathanael declares that Jesus is the Son of God and the King of Israel, Jesus tells him that because of his faith, he will see even more amazing things. And he says in the verse 51, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus is saying that he is the bridge between heaven and earth. Nathaniel would see this firsthand as he followed him. He'd see it in the way Jesus lived, in the way he loved people, in the way he taught people and healed people and forgave people. Ultimately, he'd see it in how Jesus gave up his life on the cross, laid it down for others. One day, he would see it completely when he'd follow Jesus right into the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. But Jesus is the gate. He's the door. He's the way into God's kingdom. And so he's worth following. Through faith in the risen Jesus, we become citizens of and agents for his kingdom today in this world. And we'll come one day to see him face to face in heaven. So in that sense, Christ and his kingdom must be believed to be seen. So when it comes to Jesus, whether you're confident about him or sceptical, come and see the evidence. Commit to seeing him daily through the scriptures, through prayer, through song, and weekly through fellowship in your church when that's allowed again. Come and see Jesus. And if you commit to seeking him out with all your heart, you'll one day find that searching and seeing 
leads to believing. And know that he sees you today, no matter what's going on, and he's calling you to follow him now and always. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we look at the scriptures, we see all kinds of evidence of who your son Jesus is. So help us to, to go through those pages, to read the words, to look carefully at what it says, to come and see the evidence for ourselves. Help us to have the courage then to follow him, knowing that he is the way, he is the gate, he is the door into your heavenly kingdom, now and forever. In his name we pray. Amen. And now we sing our next hymn, Will You Come and Follow Me? Join together now in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of sins, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We join in the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide and defend our rulers and grant our government wisdom. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness and let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people and bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and let your glory be over all the earth. O God, make clean our hearts within us and renew us by your Holy Spirit. And now we say together the collect for today, the second Sunday after the Epiphany. Almighty God, in Christ you make all things new. Transform the poverty of our nature by the riches of your grace. And in the renewal of our lives, make known your heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And we say together the fourth of the Collects for Use at Morning Prayer. Heavenly Father, in whom we live and move and have our being, we humbly pray that your Holy Spirit may so guide and govern us that in all the cares and occupations of our daily life, We may never forget your presence, but may remember that we are always walking in your sight 
Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And as we continue in prayer, and as we think of the words of our Psalm 139, we know, like the psalmist, that God is all around us. Father, we do not have to speak of entering your presence, for you are always there. We are always and everywhere in your presence. It dawned on the psalmist that there is nowhere we can go, but you are there. Father, by your Holy Spirit, transform our songs, our words, and our thoughts into a vehicle of heartfelt thanks and praise to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we pray for the people of our land and other countries around the world at this time of anxiety caused by the continuing and severe pandemic. Almighty God, we remember before you those who are anxious and fearful in these days. We pray for those in Ireland and other countries who are affected by COVID-19. Be especially near to people who are bereaved and those who are ill. And guide the medical staff as they deal with the suffering. Help those in authority to make the right decisions on the way forward. And as the vaccines are rolled out, we pray that the levels of infection may recede. Help all our citizens to act responsibly so that this virus may be controlled. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And at this time of lockdown, we pray especially for those who feel alone and isolated. Heavenly Father, as we think today of those who are suffering isolation at this time, we bring them before you in prayer. We particularly think of those who live alone. We think of our young people, especially our teenagers, for whom the sense of separation from friends is very real and challenging. Help all for whom the sense of isolation at present is difficult to cope with, and may each one know that you are near and that your presence is around us all. Lord, 
in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those whom we know who are ill, especially those in hospital. O Almighty God, the giver of life and health, we pray for your help and goodness on all who are ill at this time. And we include any who have recently undergone operations. May each one know your strength, your presence, and your healing touch. Fill our hearts with compassion for those who are suffering and help them to know your presence around them and may they find comfort in your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we draw our prayers together as we pray for each other in the words of the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Now we praise God again in song in our last hymn, I Want to Walk with Jesus Christ.
And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us his peace now and forevermore. Amen.